Today we have Audrey and Jeremy Roloff on the podcast, and mm-hmm. we had a great conversation with them about kind of the right before marriage and kind of the first five years of marriage and how to like date intentionally, live intentionally together and um, date on purpose. Like they just had a lot of great things right. to say. I think it bears mentioning that, that Audrey and Jeremy, they're kind of a big deal in some ways. <laughs> if <laughs> you're not of. aware, they were part of a TV show that was out a number of years ago or that's still going, I think. And mm-hmm. the, um, Jeremy's family was a part of it and Audrey became a part of it when they got engaged and started dating and not in that order. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, that's part of it. But then also they have this massive following on Instagram and on social media and all this stuff. But still, they keep Jesus at the center mm-hmm. of their marriage, and which is so hard to do when you're in the public eye like that. Mm-hmm. And there's an amazing young couple, and I just have enjoyed talking to them. So anyway, if you don't know who Jeremy and Audrey Roloff are, just do a quick Google search. Yeah, um, you'll. I think you'll. Might, you might get lost. There's just so many fun things that they're yeah. up to. Um, but for now, we're going to talk to them, and we hope and trust that you'll get something fun out of this interview. All right, so enjoy. We are excited to be speaking with Jeremy and Audrey Roloff today. Hi, guys. Hey. Welcome to the First Marriage hey, Podcast. Welcome. Yeah, thanks, for thanks for having us. us. Excited to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us about marriage and family and, of course, Jesus. Um, yeah. We're so grateful for your time and grateful to be able to talk to you guys. So um, just kind of jumping into this conversation, maybe share for maybe some of those people that don't know who you are well, and for our benefit because yeah. i feel like we're still getting to know you guys yeah maybe that. share yeah. a little bit about yourselves maybe briefly like how you met um and kind of into the your day-to-day now of your marriage and family and uh the ministry you guys have have started here yeah so jeremy and audrey roloff we've been married coming up on five years we live nice. in Port- yeah we live in portland oregon just outside of portland to be precise we have a 18th month old Ember Jean. And, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, she's, she's so cute. Been, I see the pictures online. She's, <laughs> yeah, so she's, she's been such a joy. We, we're having a really good time. I can finally her. fit her hair in these little pigtail spikes. Yes. And like, <laughs> yes, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's a beautiful uh, sign. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So we're, we uh, write books. We're really passionate about relationships. Um, and we try to encourage people online. Nice. Well, I love it when people ask us how we met or like our love story in the Sparks Note version too, because we even wrote a book about our love story, but we'll still always tell it slightly differently. Yeah, every time. <laughs> um, but the short story is Jeremy and I were set up on a blind date actually by two of our friends who we both trusted and were dating at the time. And we went on a blind date to the classic macaroni grill before church. And then we went to church service together and, uh, you know, you can read the rest of the story in the book, but, uh, that's yeah. like next level right there. You're like planning yeah. the date and then you go to church. Yeah, yeah. That's, exactly. That's awesome. Uh, for a blind date too. Was that awkward? I mean, standing, I you know, like in worship next to each other, like I know. Yeah. I never had ever been on a blind date before either. So we did not know what to expect. And then <laughs> we had both been going to the church, but just sure. not together and had never met each other so it was good we had the icebreaker dinner before yep. church and then Gary even came to my house afterwards and hung out with a bunch of my friends and yeah wow well no, no wonder it worked out you guys started out the right way and you had lots of time to get to know each other right so yeah. here you are, <laughs> here you are. So one of the main reasons we wanted to have you guys on um, obviously we're just we're big fans of um, I think 
I'm a big fan. I think Selena's the same of just kind of how you use your platform to point people to Christ. And it's a really unique sort of, I think you have unique challenges, right? Because a lot of people maybe know of you not because you've been t- writing about Jesus for years, but for other reasons. And and the other and, and just so in that in light of that is love kind of your passion for that, but namely the fact that you you got married recently mm-hmm. and you're in a really unique I mean recently isn't you know five years going on no, you know, yeah. five years married. Yeah. So you're in a really unique season that a lot of young couples find themselves in, and a lot of times they're just kind of reeling, right? Because marriage is not just all like rainbows and sunshine, right? There's some reality that happens in those first five years. So I think that's what I want. I wanted to ask you guys first is what are some of the biggest challenges you guys have faced? And in, in, in the experience with your ministry, tell us a little about your, your ministering to younger couples and then your experience with them. What are some challenges that you've kind of seen that younger couples face in the first five years of their marriage? I think for, for us, kind of the biggest challenge well, I guess this is true for most people. I feel like expectations and sure, ultimately, yeah. ultimately like purpose. A lot of people get married with a handful of expectations and then they're kind of a little mixed up on the purpose of why they're mm. getting married. And not to say that it's like they're, they're in the wrong or anything, but like, you know, the purpose isn't all, like you said, happy, dandy, easy, right? Like <laughs> everything and anything I can think of that's worth achieving is usually really hard. Right. right. It, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of practice. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of effort. There's usually a couple scars involved, a couple mm-hmm. bruises. Um, and not literally. Not literally. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the clarity. Jeremy speaks in metaphors. So just do yeah. one. <laughs> just a lot of blood and bruises. You know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I'm just thinking of like in general, like, or even like when it's like homework and studying, it takes a lot of time to get your degree, but that's worth having. And, you know, it's, so it's like, I don't know, for us, you know, getting married was really kind of the beginning of the journey. And um, at the end of the day, our biggest struggle was probably just the realization very early on that like, whoa, we are so different. It's insane. (laughs) How is this going to work? And so then we started seeking out a lot of mentorship, a lot of people that have been there, done that and, and, and successfully, you know, and have the fruit to show for it. And just started learning a lot, I think. Hmm. And also, have you guys heard of the Enneagram? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Are you guys into that at all? Or, well, I, I recently took it. I, I still need to take it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, so we're we're not into it, but we know about it, and we're kind of we like know where we fall on the yeah. scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that has that has been massive for us in, in recent years. Like not in since. recent years. Yeah, this is like a recent tool we discovered, but like it's been extremely helpful in us understanding each other and just how different we are. But more so than that, how to then, I guess, relate to one another. So, and I would say, at just adding to that, not to you know pound the hammer on the enneagram, but yeah, I mean, because I think that there's some danger with personality tests, and like obviously, it's we never want to make our personality has become an excuse for yeah. not being able to change or grow in the way that God wants us to. But I so think Instagram specifically, it's been a very helpful to um, learn basically self-discovery for self-growth so that we can discover things about ourselves as individuals and realize how that affects not only our relationship with each other, but our relationship with the Lord and like how we spend time with him and then our relationship with friends and family and, and how all of those outside relationships then yeah. affect our marriage as well. So it's been just like such a great tool for us in understanding each other more so that we can love each other better and like 
you know. Yep, that's great. Jared yeah, and I are just well we're into it. So <laughs> no, that's so good. We've actually been on, you know, we're going on 15, 16 years married wow, here. Right? And that's awesome. We got married really young yeah. and How it's been an amazing. We uh, we were 20 was, basically 2021 yeah right. just six yeah. months apart we weren't that wasn't yeah slim is older so just for the record <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's on the record no we've been so even in 16 you know our 16 years of being married and we were dated for four years before that so we've been together for more than our half our lives i mean by far That's and cool still this journey of self-discovery, right? We, we struggle with this a lot because mm -hmm. kind of the tendency, especially within worldly context is it's like we make ourselves ultimate, right? Our, our, our inside workings are like an ultimate in terms of like, if, if I'm built this way, then that's the way I have to be. Yeah, and, and, but right. so for that reason, the pendulum for us is like, okay, let's just focus on scripture, focus on God and let the cards fall where yeah. they may. Yeah. But yeah. I think we do ourselves a disservice. And in some sense, I don't think we're good stewards of how God's made us if we're not aware of how he's wired us or, and how our history plays yeah. into that. Things like family of origin, mm -hmm. um, yeah. things like just personality, things of like maybe even go, digging into your history and some you know past events and how those have um, shaped you. Um, right. I've been reading a lot. We were writing a book on this. So I've been reading a lot <laughs> about like cognitive, cognitive behavioral psychology and like the wow. um, the ego oh, yeah. states and all this stuff that I've never like really looked into. But so I'm really, I appreciate the the nuance there that Audrey, when you're talking about it, how it's so easy to make it the main thing when really, and, and use it as an excuse. Mm -hmm. right. um, so yeah, that, I, I appreciate that, especially um, with the, the generation that you guys are a part of and you're talking to. I think that's so huge. But yeah. I'm not going to let you off the hook. I have, a, I have another question for you because <laughs> yeah. we talk about expectations. Now, it's fresh in your guys' minds. So mm -hmm. what are, I mean, specifically, what are some of those expectations that that you, you found yourselves kind of butting up against as a newlywed couple? Yeah. Babe, you want to fire away? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like I, uh, I, I ask her that I jump in. No, I, I would say, I would say <laughs> just having an expectation just in general that things would be smoother and come more naturally than they do. Yeah. I think Jer and I are very spontaneous people by nature. We're pretty, we're not the best planners and we're not the best, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Organize or like, um, I don't know. We just, we kind of like, fly by the seat of our pants a lot. And I think when we got going into marriage, like we just sort of had this expectation that things would sort of just work out as we love each other and serve each other. Right. Cause we have, mm. we have these good principles and good intentions and good rhythms that we have established in our marriage. So like that will all just make it all work smoothly. Right. Yeah, and like, yeah. that's just going to make it all happen good. And, and so um, I think just realizing that, you know, it doesn't necessarily always happen that way and I communicating and, or yeah and that's okay like it's not supposed to it like to relate this to like our walk with jesus right i i mean in america there's kind of this interesting theology going on right now where if you come to jesus everything's easier and will work out right when that's like never really been <laughs> yeah. like yeah. right like it's yeah. the prosperity gospel right and I think a lot of people kind of would come to or maybe look at marriage as like this this fix thing it'll fix some stuff I won't have mm. one problem like oh my, like if I come to Jesus 
I mean, that might be true in the sense that Jesus and the Holy Spirit will give you strength to get mm -hmm. through trials, but there's nothing about like not having any trials. Yeah. Like I think in some sense, we sort of viewed marriage as like the the fixer to all of our problems that we had when we were dating and engaged. Like we aren't going to struggle with these things anymore once we're married because now we're married and and we're one and that's like going to fix things. But then it didn't. And then we had to wrestle through some of those things. Yeah, but we didn't even know right. that was our thought. That was just our yeah. thought process based on the culture we live in. Mm. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. We ha we actually had somebody um, write in recently, and they were uh, they, they just got married. He had kind of an ongoing pornography addiction that was just kind of like he thought it he he thought it was okay because it was like um, new new Christian and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And so he just thought, you know, great. Well, when we get married, I'll just quit. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'll just stop, like, that's going to be fulfilled in my wife now. And it's going to be right. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. He, and so, and so they were kind of under this assumption that it would just go where he was. And then he, we, we kind of had an ongoing dialogue with him mm -hmm. um, and he got into marriage and he's like, wait a second, this is not any easier. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm like forced to deal with this, this dark area mm -hmm. of my life and it's hurting wow. my wife and my new wife and it's hurting our, our intimacy mm -hmm. in these different ways. And so, yeah, marriage doesn't just fix that kind of stuff. Right. No. I think if anything, I think if anything, marriage really brings it to the surface, yes. right? It's, it's this yeah. like being yeah. in covenant with each other yeah. is provides these grounds for sanctification um, like mm -hmm. no other, you know, and then I would put parenthood right next to that. <laughs> to that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, bringing, yeah, I mean, I think that for us when we were young, we were just like, we need to get married because we're going to break all the rules of abstaining from sex. So was, a lot of that was kind of being driven in that if we're honest. Well, yeah. I'm totally unashamed of that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, when we, you know, when we get into marriage, we do, we think that, okay, we're going to live together. It's going to be so great. We're going to do everything together, you know, and then all these expectations kind of going in are just, they're unmet and, or we start, you know, kind of idolizing our marriage or our spouse, or we start looking to them for the affirmation that we really should be finding in Christ. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when we're trying, you know, we're walking through the sanctification mm -hmm. together, there's this give and take where I have to show my true self. Like you're going to, my husband's going to see all of me, all of the good, bad, and the ugly. And he has it's to, all, it's all good. Right? It's all beautiful. So. Yes. Thank you. Um, but he has to graciously like love me through that. Right. And I have to graciously love him and be willing to walk beside him through, through battles um, like pornography or, you know, right. like, you know, some sort of addiction or something. It's, it's like, we're always yeah. being asked you know, the hard questions, but we're all, and we're also being asked of like to give as well. And mm. so, yeah. sorry, I just thought, I think that it's everything as you're saying is just, it's oh, awesome. It's so right on. Mm. Yeah. But, it, it um, oh, sorry, go on, Selena. No, go ahead, please. I was just gonna say, it reminds me immediately of, you know, Gary Thomas's, what if marriage was designed to make you wholly mm. not happy? And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, like that's the perspective we need to be adopting. And, and my wife is going through a process you know, to become like Jesus, to get holier. And so am I. And that process, as you mentioned, is the process of sanctification. And that is nothing but easy. It's hard, but mm -hmm. so, so worth it. Cause it's what we're destined for. You know, it's like, mm. it's, it's such a beautiful thing, but it's not what we expect, especially in an American culture of like, just everything's easy. Everything's designed to make everything easier. Mm -hmm. If it's not easier, it's not yeah. worth it. If it's not well, simple, if it, yeah. it's got to be easy. But it's also like, how dare you tell me that I have to change in any way, right? Oh, from how sure. kind of my natural state of things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, like, I'm wired this way or this. How, how dare you tell me that a desire 
um, that I have is is not right or unholy in some way. Yeah. So it does come down to who that where your lordship is, right? Is it in Christ and in God's word? Um, because in that, if that's the case, then that will govern your marriage even. So. And why yeah. would you not like going off of what you said, Ryan? Like, why would you not want the person who loves you and knows you more than anyone on that's a human on this earth? Probably, why would you not want them to refine you and make you better and tell you when you're in the wrong? Why would you not want that? Yeah, you know they're I mean? like the safest space, right? Yeah, yes. that's the so best good. way to be refined and grow, grow, and to get off your whole, you know, I'm going to do me and my ways right. Like, just. Who yeah. better than to do that in a loving and gracious way, you know, to challenge you, like part of the beauty of marriage. Totally. <laughs> awesome. And, and, we are, and again, just not to hover on this point here, but like America, like what do we idolize? Like what is our God? I think a lot of it is we idolize freedom and specifically freedom of the individual. So anything that mm-hmm. takes away from our, my freedom, whether it be my spouse, my job or anything is viewing it as a negative that's yeah. so that's just yeah well insanity. and ease right so freedom yeah. and ease yeah. and that, like let me do what i want to do like as easily as possible <laughs> yeah. yeah which is yeah. so not marriage and but, i mean yeah. not that marriage isn't freeing in a beautiful way but just it's so yeah. yeah yeah i think there's some lies that we're believing you know when we when we're pursuing um freedom and ease and not christ um, yeah. first yeah. but yeah so you guys just another question we're going to jump into here is yeah you guys mentioned on your website that you received um, a little bit of negativity for getting married at a younger age yeah um and we can understand that and you said you guys yeah. are in five years of marriage so mm-hmm. you're not you know you're not i don't feel like they're newlyweds no. but they're in the the first kind of stage i'd say and yeah. getting the yep. first five years that's i think that's a marker for sure yep. especially for sure. our times um, so how have you guys grown and kind of changed together in your marriage? That was kind of a weird thing for us. You know, we got married so young and then we kind of had to let each other grow up in some ways. And yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know, there was a different dynamic. Did you guys experience that? I think we were like, we were young, but I wouldn't say, I don't, we were 20, well, how, 23, 22, 20, 23, 24, 3, 24. Nice. Yeah. So we were, you know, we had both, um, we did long distance through mm-hmm. our basically entire dating relationship. And so in that time of college, when we were apart doing long distance, we really, Mm. I think almost in a way, long distance sort of prepared us for that and kind of allowed us to be refined by other people besides each other, whether it be mentors or community or the churches that we were a part of in our separate cities that we were living in. And we both were really pressing into that at that time in college. And so I think in one sense, like, I feel like we really were pretty strong in our, like, walk with the Lord and our identity in Christ before we got married. I, like, and I'm not saying, I don't know, like, where you guys were at, at with that. But we just, we do have friends that did get married young who, like, didn't know who they were at all before their spouse. And I would say mm-hmm. that's not really, that wasn't really Jeremy and I. But I would also say, like, we absolutely have been, <laughs> have yeah. a lot more maturing to do and have matured so much since then and just, um, you know, growing as individuals, but also mm. in our marriage, of course, like, and we are definitely passionate about that. I think that's something that Jeremy and I actively yeah. seek and are constantly like, we love mm. learning about each other. We love learning <laughs> about marriage. We love reading. We love, you know, pressing into that. And so I think that that's really 
helped us a lot is just that we both have a desire to learn each other more and to always be students of our spouse and to always be, you know, learning more about them in more ways that you can serve and love and cherish them. And so, yeah, yeah. That's really refreshing to hear, Audrey. Just, I don't feel like we hear that enough that we want to be students of each other. Like we want to learn and grow together. We love doing that together. And that I feel like just that vocabulary is so refreshing, at least to me and to, I'm sure people who are listening as well, because sometimes it seems like, well, my marriage is kind of falling apart. I guess I should do something about it. Or we're at, we're, we are separated. It's on the rocks. I don't even, you know, and so I feel like just that vocabulary that you're having of just, I want to pursue you. I want to know you. I want to grow together. That's that's the foundation for setting up, you know, yeah. hopefully avoiding all of those kinds of mm. bigger, bigger issues. So, yeah. So you guys, so you guys have a book that's, that's about, well, depending on when we release this podcast episode, it'll either be, <laughs> it'll either be almost released or released or newly released. Yeah. It'll be a, a love letter life is what it's called. And one of the, one of the things I love about this is you're basically encouraging couples to, uh, to, I, I'm trying to find it. As we, so you said, as we wrote this book, we prayed fervently that it would inspire, encourage, motivate, and challenge you to write a committed, courageous, creative, compelling, and continuous love story. Yeah. I love that because it's um, seeing that as it, it kind of creates that picture of this is a an adventure that's unfolding before our very eyes, and it's a it's a journey. It's about the journey itself, not just the destination. We talked about how marriage doesn't just automatically make you a perfect couple, right? Mm-hmm. It's a journey yeah. of becoming more like Christ. Yeah. So when we talk about um, talking about, talking about writing our own kind of love story in light of, again, I'm not saying that you guys aren't mature in your own marriage, but I want to mm-hmm. really speak to that first five year period simply because you have such a fresh perspective on it. Even yeah. on your blog, you have some, some ways that you've encouraged couples mm-hmm. to really grow. Um, and I'm assuming to this end of kind of creating your own love story, right? So you talk mm-hmm. about writing down goals, social breaks. You have something called the Navigator's Council, um, not going to bed without uh, re- resolving anger, um, and backing each other up. So I guess I'm just kind of giving you, I'm queuing you up here because I'd love to hear some tangible yeah. ways that you can encourage a young couple to really create this unity, unity and yeah. create this unity yeah. around their own love story. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think... Um, that was a good cue up. My questions tend to be like multifaceted. So <laughs> yeah. I apologize. I, I like an encouragement, then a question. <laughs> I think ultimately, you know, we want our, we want to inspire people to write, live rather the love story that they would want read back to them one day. Hmm. And there's a lot in that, but we, we believe whether you're single, whether you're dating or married, you're writing a love story. And what you do today can and will be the story you read tomorrow. And so that has a lot of implications on our now, on our today. And I love what Emerson says, um, our response is our responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that's just such a good reminder of how we need to be like treating every day. That's what we hope the book kind of does. And that's what we, we try to get across through telling our story. But I think one big, big way to do that, especially as you were talking in the five-year period, is build rhythms and routines because those are very tactical ways we can own our todays and build these little like micro successes and micro habits that ultimately will and can produce, you know, a, a beautiful love story. And so what's your favorite rhythm as a couple or what are a couple rhythms that you guys have in place? Yeah. 
So yeah. definitely. Well, first of all, let me let me say. So the Navigators Council is version one. Yeah. It's been rebranded. We're totally. I'm <laughs> like cringing when you say that because <laughs> we're trying to like. <laughs> we to call it, we don't, it's not. It's fine. Yeah. But we we want to just call it the Mayor Journal because we were spending so much time. Time. Well, no, it to is called. It people. is called the Marriage Journal now. And so, yeah, it's something we. It's the, our weekly rhythm. A couple years ago, we self-published it. And we called it Navigators Council back then, but now it's just called the Marriage Journal. And that's probably okay. our favorite, favorite rhythm. And it's had the most success, um, I would say, as far as helping us dodge conflict, understand each other, uh, navigate our week, communicate about our needs. Um, manage expectations. Manage expectations. It's really, we always call it like, it's our good time to talk about it, quote unquote. So we just have that time sure. set aside every week where, you know, obviously we're talking every day. We have moments of, you know, connecting at the end of every day. Like we have our other moments and rhythms, but this rhythm specifically has been just so helpful to connect on. It's it's mm. the same six questions every week and they're so simple, but they're so helpful. Yeah. And we wanted it to even be five years in. We just, we it's been it. such a, an amazing blessing to our marriage and it has created us this time and space to not allow conflict to linger on or bitterness to fester or like if there's something that came up from the week but we just never had the chance to really reconcile it this is our chance that t- yeah. carved out time and space to do mm. that and and it's also a carved out time and space to where like one of the questions is what's a dream craving or desire that's been on the forefront of your mind this week and every week like whatever we like answer to that question, when's the last time you've asked your spouse that you know like knowing that about your spouse headed into every week like what's been on their mind what's this dream craving or desire like just uh, just giving jeremy the freedom to tell me what that is Aj, i really want to go on a motorcycle trip down to california da, 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 da. even <laughs> though i don't ever want him to ever do that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> knowing that like that's something that's been on the forefront of his mind that that's a desire Instead of that just festering in him and him never expressing and it And then to one me. day snapping. And then him around. getting mad because he never had, you know what I mean? Like it just, it gives us this space. It's the purge valve. Of yeah. A lot of stuff. And yeah. it's also like every vacation, every trip we've ever gone on, every. They've all come from. They've all come right? from that question. Yeah. It's mm. always been like one of us answering that question the same. And then us being like, let's do something yeah. about this. And we, we tell a lot of stories from. From it, I guess, in the book as well, but it's also just a resistance, or sorry, a resisting of roommate syndrome. You know, when you like when when the tide, oh of, yeah, when the tide of busyness it just keeps coming and rises, yes. and the next thing you know, it's three weeks, four, two months, who knows how long, and you can't remember the last time you've intentionally sat down with your spouse to connect, mm-hmm. communicate, and grow in love. That's what the marriage journal hopefully does, and what it has done That's for us. Awesome. That's awesome. That yeah, yeah. So we yeah. need to get. Can we get some of those? Right yeah, now? yeah we'll you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yes, well, we need I'm this. I'm gonna wait for version two though, because this <laughs> sounds yeah, so much better. Coming out super, super soon. So. We'll <laughs> you guys send us yours. We we'll send you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds that sounds awesome because just as you're talking, I think just having the space and the freedom to say things is yeah. really helpful, at least for me, who can be more of a verbal processor, I think on some ways in some areas, but um, yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, my dreams don't have to just go die inside of me somewhere. Well, <laughs> like, I'm struggling on the other side of it because or, I'm probably a workaholic. And so you ask me like, what's your craving or whatever? And I'm just like, uh, I don't have any clue of what I want right now. <laughs> yeah. I just need to get this job done. <laughs> 
That's no, awesome. you have ambitions. You tell me them all the time, but maybe we should limit it to this one time. They're all work-related. Once a week. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, I got this new business idea. Let's start that for fun. Mine are work-related, too. That's actually not- <laughs> All Jeremy's are like, let's go play and build a no, fort. No, that's not true. I mean... <laughs> That's not- I get it. I'm like, let's go ride horses. That's my dream. Yeah. But yeah. you know, yeah. can't live that out. I'm like, let's start this new brand. That's my dream. <laughs> Same. Yeah. 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 So maybe we can vent. We need to get together and so we can vent and <laughs> vent yeah. each other. We do have a whole whiteboard of new ideas. <laughs> it just sits, awesome. it sits we're always looking at it like, oh boy, what next? <laughs> Jeremy, you know, I think I this this occurred to me when we talked for the first time. You and I have so much in common. I think us two uh, couples, I should say, the four of us have so much in common. Uh, you said you have your life board. I have this Gantt, Gantt chart. chart. You know what a Gantt oh, chart is? It's like, yes. yeah, yeah. It's like it goes out like I'm not, I mean, I'm probably exaggerating a little bit, but I want to say like 20 years. Holy <laughs> it's, wow. it's ridiculous. That's no, it's probably, stuff like, yeah, that's amazing. You know, it's not like, you know, business goals here. It's just like life stuff, you know, like our daughters will graduate or they're going to be hopefully getting, you know, preparing for their, you know, getting married someday, like 30 years from now. <laughs> it's know. like they're never getting they're married. They're never getting married. <laughs> yeah. That's just, cool yeah. though. That that's cool. I love that. It's awesome. So you guys, speaking of daughters, so what encouragement do you offer to a young couple with young children, right? Because this is it's hard being a parent yeah. with a young child, and oh. specific and one is hard, and two is even harder. It's great. <laughs> it's though. amazing. It's great. Yes. We waited a long time though to have kids. We did. So we. Did, how yeah. long did we wait? We waited 10 years. We thought it, we thought six or seven years, we'd be like, okay, let's do this. And that came and we're like, nah. (laughs) And I'm, you know, I'm not saying that's, there's a whole conversation about all of that, of course, um, with, you know, in terms of theology, in terms of theology and looking back, I'm like, huh, but, um, God is good, you know, and, and here we are, but yeah, we waited quite a while. So yeah, yeah, our oldest is five. Um, yeah. If that helps kind of like put things in perspective. Yeah, we have one that's wow. two and a half. But um, yeah, so what, what encouragement do you have for a young couple who's um, kind of in this, maybe a similar yeah. stage or heading into a similar stage in their life? I'll get my thought out of the way and then I'll let Aj kind of fire off on this. But first, I just want to start by in, with the encouragement of like kids are a blessing. They totally are such a joy. And they're like, if marriage is a sharpening of the sword, if you will, kind of like that, like kids are, are the double edge of that, right? They're yes. they just further the growth and they further the self-exploration ultimately into the image of Jesus. And so mm-hmm. we should not be resisting them, but actually embracing them. And you take, you take, you try to read any of the gospels, any of the accounts of Jesus's life for more than, I don't know couple paragraphs and you won't see him mentioning kids like it's just such a cool Mm. thing and uh, so I just want to start with that encouragement like kids are awesome we love them so much um, or we love Ember so much but we love kids in general and Mm. after having one specifically it's really kind of opened my eyes as to just what a beauty they are to or it Mm. is rather to be a parent like man yeah that's good man it's definitely and I I will say you know just hearing your guys' story and now having some context like you know we had we got pregnant two years into marriage, right? Two, three, uh, three years into marriage. Yeah. And <laughs> surprise, we were not, <laughs> we were not like, yeah, let's be parents. Um, so, you know, for us, like our life was in that moment really flipped upside down. We realized mm. how selfish we were and we realized how we, how much we kind of like had to actually almost mourn like our lives before children. Yeah. Just the moment we found out we got pregnant, it was like, Whoa. a weird emotional clash of hmm. we should be so excited, but we're really 
like whoa overwhelmed yeah. shocked surprised our, and like our sad Gantt, our gantt chart broke <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh no right and so that's just exactly how god is and um anyways we like i can't imagine not having her when we did like yeah there's plenty of stories that just like highlight over and over why that was god's timing and how mm. it was just so yeah perfect mm -hmm. but what were you gonna say well i was gonna i was gonna go off of that and just say like two things kind of come to my mind as you're talking and one is like they're it's kind of an audacious statement but there are two shortcuts to maturity marriage and kid <laughs> and we have <laughs> yeah. found that to be true um and it's just been so it's been maturity is a we should all we, like it's the reason we ask for wisdom right is because like that's actually a really good awesome trait and something to be working towards and kids is just the accelerator to get there um, yeah <laughs> hopefully hopefully you don't fall on your face yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we well, do that too we do that all the time. <laughs> yeah it's the perspective right yeah and like obviously you know you guys are way ahead of us in this journey we're just beginning we want to have more kids and we're super excited for that but i would say like so far you know in the beginning for me personally, like I would say the beginning was much harder than I anticipated. Mm. Like the first mm. couple months was much harder than I expected. Yeah. And then now I would say it's much easier than I expected. Like I would mm. say right now in the season of life that we are in, just in specifically with raising Ember, like kids are freaking smart. They're like so they're smart. like, and I don't mm. know. I mean, I feel like Ember is a pretty she's been a pretty easy child for yeah. the most part. <laughs> We've she's been not, fortunate. She's not two yet, but yeah, she's, she's not two good. yet. But like, she, I mean, there's just things that, like, you know, we've had mentors kind of helping us and training us along in, in these things. And like, we're just now entering the phase of really starting to actually teach her things and train her things and, and realizing like her capacity to learn is so much mm -hmm. higher than we really. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it also makes our life easier. So, like, there's like this is just a silly example but, like we trained her not to touch our cups and glasses on the coffee table like oh that's a game changer like, <laughs> but it's like that's a simple thing but, but think about like how much as a parent like i hear people often just complaining about like they're constantly moving things or constantly yeah. shutting it's things like or the walking kid, the down kid their walks house in the room and everyone's it's like, like oh get, no everyone's getting up out of their seat you know it's like and it's like wait but you can actually like <laughs> you know, take the time to really like, if you're really intentional for like one week, you know what I mean? Like well, you can teach right. them yeah. something. At, at least that's yeah. how Ember was. Like Ember's pretty, so far at least she's holding to what, to, to those. But you know, like I said, she's, she's almost two and that's where the will kind of seems to turn on, I think, but. It's just, yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> you know, like a lot of people feel like they have to sacrifice certain, like we have a fire every night and we don't have like a, a baby. Like you, never, can, you could walk right into our fire if you were Ember, right? There's no like baby. lift or yeah. there's yeah. no gate in front of it. There's no well, anything. I don't know if you want to say that on a podcast. <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. I'm yeah. with you. Teach those kids yeah. what to do and what not I to do and yeah. show yeah. them they're smart and they you will model they will model you. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we just want her to learn to not go touch it. And I think we just have to remember her name like, is Ember, right? <laughs> yeah. Ember, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh -oh. Parenting though is anything but convenient. That's something we've learned too and it's like yeah it's not going to be convenient to get up and go into the other room to discipline her or whatever like five times and it's just like <laughs> it's never going to be convenient but it's going to be worth it because you do that really well for a couple of years and hopefully 
saves you some time. But yeah, but yes. we, don't, we don't know what we're talking about. We only have an eighteen month old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but you're you're That's saying some ask, good yeah. things. You're saying some some wise things, and I think it's I think it's great. Kids are very smart, and they will learn. And you're right. At a you're, I, we felt like all of the ages were fun. Yes, the beginning is very intense, especially the first time around. I remember being like what Hyper alert <laughs> i don't understand yeah. like i thought i was supposed to have a baby and this was supposed to be happy and fun like <laughs> yeah. this is not what i signed up for yes yeah, yeah. yes yes but you guys i mean just we have you know she's just two and a half now but like that whole two to three our stage is two yeah our youngest half, yeah. two and a half yeah. two to three stages at one to three i think yes they start you know exerting their will and you start but you also start seeing more of their personality and mm-hmm. who they yeah. are through their words and through kind of their mm. their funny just it's so good. personal i don't know emmy just has this just i can't even describe so it she's she, just so sassy and funny she says the funniest <laughs> things and you're like who are you like where did you come from so her name's clementine oh, yeah which means lamenting one right well i didn't mean that i but didn't mean to just, name her that but <laughs> like we, we that. were hoping that somehow that would mean she was calmer <laughs> Oh my gosh. And we were hoping it was prophetic, but uh, I think God, God was laughing ironically at yes. us because she yeah. is, she's, she laments a lot. <laughs> I'll say that. Oh, a lot but of crying, a lot of no, protesting. She's fun. But that, the age coming, we just, yeah. every, every cycle, you know, every year, every age, every stage, just, we try not to wish it away or wish it to stay. Just mm. enjoy mm-hmm. it while it's there. And yeah, That's but yeah, no, so you just, guys. Just hearing you guys talk, I love mm-hmm. it because I, I do get that sense that you have this um, kind of this. this ambition it's a healthy ambition for just creating this story and thinking really intentionally about your life and kind of about your marriage about the important things in life your obviously marriage family kids your friendship with each other the community you surround yourselves with the work you put your hands to all around this kingdom purpose which Mm. is huge so that's why i want to this you wrote this book a love letter life and then we already started talking about it but i kind of want to just give you a, a chance to just say what, what are you hoping this book accomplishes in a in a reader's heart i mean i would say the subtitle is a pretty good place to start like we <laughs> go through how we pursued creatively and patiently and and how we still do and how we still do and then how we dated very intentionally with purpose on mission, right? To accomplish a bigger purpose than just what we mm. wanted. And then and how then we still date ul- intentionally. <laughs> and how we still date intentionally while married. And then ultimately how uh, to live faithfully, right? There are, no matter how old you are, there are some key principles to press into that are tried and true and timeless. And if we're looking to people that have done it well with fruit to show, we, mm. we know, know those. Like we don't necessarily need to learn via ourselves every single lesson in life (laughs) thank god that's why the bible was given to us right as Mm. sight as light and if we press into that i think the subtitle is a pretty good way to explain a lot of that yeah as far as what we talk about in the book but yeah ultimately we want people to put this book down a love letter life and just sit and think like wow i have an amazing chance an opportunity to write an amazing Mm. love and I'm doing it now and I can do it when I get a girlfriend. I can do it when I'm engaged and I'm going to do it all the way through marriage until I'm welcomed home, good and faithful servant. Like mm-hmm. we're all writing a beautiful love story and we want this book to ignite and inspire people to do just that. Yeah. And That's I awesome. would say too, like, you know, one of the things that Jeremy and I, like the reason we call that love our life is we wrote letters and, but just the thought and intention and extra effort and patience and time that goes into writing a letter is what we want our love story to be mm. marked by. Mm. And 
So that that is, yeah. you know, there was creativity that went into the letters. There was intention that went into the letters and there was faithfulness that went into the letters. Yeah. And we want to inspire other people to do that with their love stories. And we hope that like there's practical things in here that they can take and immediately apply. And then also things that just give them hope for the mm-hmm. future, you know, wherever they're at in their love stories, mm-hmm. like this book can be for people that are single and in writing their prologue or people mm-hmm. that are married 15 years because who can't get re-inspired by a yeah. younger love story, you know, yeah, absolutely. and God's word. That's awesome. That's awesome, around. man. Just, just hearing you guys talk. I, I, uh, have so many things I want to pick your brains on and just kind of dream with you guys, especially in terms of living on mission yeah. and, yeah. you know, living intentionally as a married couple and as a family. But I, unfortunately I think we're out of time. Yes. 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 And you're only a couple hours away. So I think I'm we're out of excuses. <laughs> yeah. If you're ever up North in, in God's true country in Washington yeah. state, yeah. then just, just reach out, Jeremy, you got my number. Just shoot me a text yes. and we'll buy you lunch. I promise. Um, well, likewise. But, so uh, last, last question is where can people find uh, this stuff? So we talked about the book. You guys also have a podcast and you have a bunch of other stuff going on online. So where can people find you guys? Yeah, so we got our we got a lot of irons in the fire, <laughs> but if you want to just kind of go to somewhere to to see what we're up to and kind of check everything out, you can just go to theroloffs.com and then from there you can kind of pick your pick pick your passion if you will and and go from there and we got a podcast behind the scenes podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us online or sorry, on social just our names Audrey Roloff, Jeremy Roloff, we're big on Instagram. And then it's just a loveletterlife.com. Yep. And then the book is How you get the book? a loveletterlife.com. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's 1L2Fs for Roloffs? Yes. yes. 1L2Fs. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Good catch there. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a joy. I know yeah, we are I, smiling ear to ear on our thank end. Thank you guys. Having talked oh, to you. You're honored. Thank you. You guys are awesome. We will certainly do this again soon. Until All right. then. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. See ya. See you guys. All right, fierce listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this interview with Jeremy and Audrey Roloff. As you heard them mention, they're on Instagram, so go ahead and find them there. Also, you can find their book, A Love Letter Life, is on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Uh, and their podcast is called Behind the Scenes. Look that up on iTunes. And of course, if you have any other questions or you want to find more about Jeremy and Audrey, look them up at theroloffs.com. That's one L and two F's. Again, thank you so much for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. Please do share this with your friends if you found it helpful. Otherwise, feel free to rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you in a few days with a new fresh episode of the podcast. All right, friends, till then, stay fierce.